Thank you for joining us for this recent message from Freedom Ministries in Crossit, Arkansas. Connect with us online at freedomministriescrossit.com and let us know what God is doing in your life through this ministry. Now prepare your heart to hear a word that we pray will bless your life. is one of those things that when we when folks start talking about it we immediately put our defenses up don't we i don't like you to mess with my money don't like you to mess with it but god's i'm honestly i i I don't always just throw the word revelation around but um god's given me a revelation on on this that i've i've never heard before doesn't mean you've never heard it before but it um I'm sure nothing's new under the sun, so I'm sure someone's taught it before, but I've never heard it before, so it's new to me. It will maybe be new to you, too. Um, and that is on the tithe. And I've always thought of the tithe as, you know, I know the blessing comes. You know, we all know we've heard Malachi 3.10 1,000 times. Bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse. I'm going to pour out a blessing that you can't, res- that you can't contain. Have me in. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But when it comes to truly understanding what, spiritual principle is taking place when we're giving money. That takes a revelation. Otherwise, I don't want to do it. I like my money and I want to keep my money. And unless I really truly understand, we were talking about this at prayer a couple weeks ago, I was like, unless I really truly understand, it's like, when the money conversation comes up, sometimes walls come up so fast that we don't, we miss the part about that we're going to be blessed. Or there's like a, a something that sits on us to the place where I, really, I hear it, but I don't really believe it. Don't really, because I can't see how it would work. So... We've been praying over finances in the prayer for the last three weeks. Um, and so it is a big, it's the only time I ever remember us being on the same topic for three weeks. So it's a big, it's a biggie. Um, can I just get your agreement that you want a revelation on money today? Okay. Sometimes we say it out loud and the rest of us will come into agreement with it. Even if I don't want to hear about money because you know when we hear about money, that means we're going to give. All right. Deuteronomy chapter 26, we're going to start in verse 1. <coughs> I read this scripture uh, a couple of weeks ago on Pentecost Sunday. And I'm, and I'm going to read um, through verse 12. I'm going to read quite a bit. So uh, let's, let's hang out together and we're going to get a revelation. It says, And it shall be when thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance and possess it, and dwell therein that thou shalt take of the first of all the fruit of the earth, which thou shalt bring of thy land that the Lord thy God giveth thee, and shalt put it in a basket, and shall go unto the place which the Lord your God chooses, and shall choose to place his name there. And thou shalt go unto the priest, whoever that priest is in those days, and say unto him, I profess this day unto the Lord thy God that I am come unto the country which the Lord swear unto our fathers for to give us. And the priest is going to take the basket out of your hand and he's going to set it down before the altar of the Lord thy God. And thou shalt speak and say before the Lord all the things that they speak. Amen. All the, all the things that God has done. And it says, skipping down some, it says, And now behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land which thou, O Lord, hast given to me. 
and thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God, and worship before the Lord thy God, and thou shalt rejoice in every good thing which the Lord thy God has given unto thee and unto your house, you and the Levite and the stranger that who's among you. And then he tells us something here. Now, <clears throat> go on to the next verse. And when you've made an end of tithing. So I always thought, because we understand that Pentecost is the harvest of the first fruits. And I've always had in my mind a difference in tithing and the first fruits. But in the word, they only tithe once a year because they got their harvest once a year, right? We, we tithe whenever we get a paycheck because we got a, a harvest coming in. They tithe once a year. And they made the big deal of it. And they all came together at Pentecost. And they paid their tithes. Pentecost, the spirit, the blessing of Pentecost is the tithe. And so when we can get a revelation that my tithe, it's not just like somebody told me I owe 10% of my money. I got to give 10% of my money because that's what I do because I'm a church member. And it's not just because if I give my tithes and God blesses me a little bit. When we can understand that it's the blessing of Pentecost that's on my tithe, whenever I bring my tithe, I get the blessing of Pentecost. What is the blessing? We're going to read all the blessings of Pentecost, but one thing is that the Holy Ghost comes in on my circumstances and my situations. He begins to speak through me at those situations. He begins to witness through me, and I become changed. I've actually become baptized. How many of y'all want your money baptized in the Holy Ghost? Amen. I want my money baptized in the Holy Ghost. Our tithe is Pentecost. And so when we pay our tithes, we're coming into the season of Pentecost every single time. We're actually still in the season of Pentecost. It lasts from now until September, which is the end of the harvest. But every time we pay our tithes, we are entering into the season of Pentecost again every single time. So harvest has to come because Pentecost is the blessing of Pentecost is bountiful harvest. Double harvest, multiplied harvest every single time. Amen. If y'all are getting it, let's just say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're fixing to learn all about what Pentecost, what the blessing is of Pentecost. It ain't even Pentecost Day anymore, but we are in the season, and we're in the season every time we pay our tithes. And he tells us there, because he's, he's talking about Pentecost, he's talking about what you do at Pentecost, the festival of first fruits, which is Pentecost. And then he says, when you've made an end of your tithing, it was all the same thing. That was the tithe. Y'all get it? I know y'all are quiet. It's okay. Proverbs 3, 9 says, honor the Lord thy God with your substance and with the first fruit of your increase. That's when we pay money off of the money that comes into us. Any increase that I get, I pay tithes off of it. With the first fruit of your increase, so shall your barns be filled with plenty, and your presses shall burst out with new wine. Let's, let's look at this. So Exodus chapter 23, we're going to start in verse 19. It ain't very often that I get to preach a message, because I guess it's just not what God wants me to do, where all I get to talk about is the blessing. So I'm going to enjoy myself today. Y'all can enjoy it with me if you want to. Exodus 23, starting with verse 19, it says, The first of the first fruits of your land. That's our tithe. Every time we get something in, 
the first fruit of it, the 10% off the top of it, the tithe, I get my first fruit and I take it to God. He says, you're going to bring your first fruit of your land that you're going to bring into the house of the Lord your God. And he says, don't see the kid in his mother, mother's milk. And then he says, behold, here's the blessing of the tithe because it's the blessing of Pentecost and it's the blessing of the first fruit. This is the blessings that come on us every time we pay our tithes. Are you ready? There's 12 that's a lot of 12 blessings. Amen. Okay. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in thy way and to bring thee into a place that I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. For my angel shall go before thee, hallelujah, and bring thee into, unto the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. And you will serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread. He's going to bless your water. He's going to take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast their young, nor be any, even humans or animals be barren in your land. The number of your days I'm going to fulfill. I will send my fear before you, and I will destroy all the people to whom you shall come. And I will make all your enemies turn their backs unto thee and flee. And I will send hornets before thee, which shall drive out the Hivite and the Canaanite and the Hittite from before thee. I will not drive them out. From before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field multiply against thee. But little by little, I will drive them out before thee until you are increased, until you inherit the land. And I will set your bounds from the Red Sea, even unto the Sea of the Philistines and from the desert unto the river. For I will deliver you inhabitants of this land unto your hand. You shall drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor with their gods. They shall not dwell in your land, lest they shall make thee sin against me. For, it sh for if thou serve their gods, it will surely be a snare unto thee. All right, let's look at all these blessings. Number one, an angel is being sent before. This is just a tithe, y'all. When we get the revel, oh my God, it's, it is a revelation though. But when we get it, that I'm entering into the, into the blessing of Pentecost by paying, just by paying my tithe. Oh my God, it makes me so excited to pay my tithe. How can, I can't win. I can't lose. I mean, I will win. An angel is being sent before you to protect you and keep you in the way. You have a little bit of trouble staying in the way of the way God has for you. There's an angel that's going to come and he's going to be on there. He's going to push you back in over here and push you back in over here whenever, because we pay our tithes. He's going to keep us in the way and he's going to bring us into the place of our destiny until the, our destiny is fulfilled in God. Hallelujah. Number two, God's going to make my enemies his enemies. Hallelujah. I ain't got to worry about my enemies. They, God makes them his enemies. Number three, God's going to destroy and deliver you from every enemy that wants to oppress you. Whatever is oppressing you, lust, addiction, family, control, whatever is oppressing you. He says he is going to destroy and deliver you from any enemy that would want to oppress you. 
Number four, one of my favorites, you won't backslide. Hey, hallelujah. Some of us are worried about whether or not I'm going to be able to stick it out. There's only one thing. We pay our tithes. We won't backslide. He says, you're not going to ever turn to another God. You're not ever going to turn away from me when you have entered into the blessing of Pentecost. Hallelujah. Just by paying our first fruits. Thank you, Jesus. He's going to utterly overthrow every enemy. That means that every time God will make you win. Hey, hallelujah. Whatever's going on, God will make you win. You know, there's times when we struggle a little bit and we pray and we can't figure out how to win in a situation. And sometimes I see just losing. I don't see winning. Are we paying? Are we giving our first fruit to God? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's going to make me win. Number six, you're going to be prosperous in everything. He says your food, your work, your water, your household, everything is going to be blessed. Blessing. The bl- not just like, because I know I've always thought, oh, if you pay your tithes, you're blessed. If you don't, you're cursed, whatever. But it's not just a little blessing. It's the blessing. It's the blessing that sustained Israel for an entire year. Every time they did it. Now, I pay my tithes every time I get paid. It's more than once a year. Hallelujah. So I get a whole year's worth of blessing out of every time. Hallelujah. He's gonna, we're going to be blessed in everything. We're going to be prosperous in everything that we do. Hallelujah. Number seven, you're not going to be sick. There will actually be no sick among you. You're not going to be sick. Your family not going to be sick. It don't even matter. This is what I love. It doesn't even matter if your family's saved. It just says you pay your tithes, and there's not going to be any sick among you. Hallelujah. You're not going to be barren, and no one in your family will be barren. It's so, the blessing of fruitfulness is so great that it says your animals won't even be barren. Hallelujah. Because when that anointing comes into your house of multiplication, you can't help but multiply, even your animals. Nobody in your household will be barren. Hallelujah. You're not going to die before your time, number nine. You won't die before your time. I'm not going to die. Can't help but live. Hallelujah. Not going to die. And I'm not going to be sick. I want them two to go together, though. Amen. (laughs) Number 10, increase and inheritance. You're going to continually grow in God. It says line up, it says little by little, I'm going to take over more and more and more territory. Every time, every year, little by little, he said, I don't drive it all out at once, but because it'll be desolate, you can't even handle it all. But little by little, I'm going to continually increase. If your life isn't, doesn't see some sort of continual increase in some area. Now, we go through things, and, and that is what it is. But it, if, God, if we're going through something in our finances, our spiritual life, should incre- there should be some increase somewhere. Amen? Hallelujah. Increase and inheritance. Number 11, everything that the enemy has stolen from you will be returned. What is yours is coming back to you. And number 12, God's Spirit 
is going to be poured out because that is the final blessing of Pentecost that came in Acts chapter 2, verse 4. That, that blessing, the Spirit of God is going to be poured out. That's your whole life, your finances, your home, your family, your multiplication, the increase of the inheritance of your land. Everything is going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit so that you can rise up in your ministry and your prayer, that you can rise up. What is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? It is so that we are empowered to work the works of Jesus. All of these other things are for us, but this one is for God. Amen? Hallelujah. God pays us back. And he pays us back in our finances. He pays us back in our home. He pays us back in every area. That's why I'm, it should never be a struggle for us. to. Now, it may be stepping out in faith for us to pay our tithes. But it, should, it won't be a struggle to pay our tithes because of the blessing. When we can really discern the blessing that's on that first fruit offering that whenever an increase comes into my life that I come and I bring the first of it before I do anything with it I bring the first of it into these altars and put it right in here then the blessing that comes on the rest you know the blessing of Pentecost is that the harvest time is just beginning that you're actually going to harvest and harvest and harvest and that and the way we give our first fruit determines actually how much harvest we get after that. And it's the tithe, y'all. It's the tithe. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Because it's something that every one of us can do. We, not every one of us may want to do it, but it's something that every one of us can do when we're in a place where I don't seem to get a breakthrough can't seem to break through this thing. If I'm in a place where I just don't, I don't see a way out of this situation. How can I get a job? Because I, I ain't got a job. I ain't got no experience in the one I have. It's not good references. Then how do I go past that? How do I move up from where I am? How do I go from here to there? God said, there's one thing. The blessing that, the, that comes on us when we give of our first fruit, when we give of our tithe, of the increase. Now, a lot of times we only think of it as um, just a paycheck. Well, God, I ain't got a job. so. But I, I know people who tithe. Sister Monica actually was telling us that back a long time ago, she would tithe off of um, the food stamps that came in. You get something, you get an increase from somewhere. Hope you don't mind me telling that story, Sister Monica. Okay. You, you give off of the increase. When an increase comes in, then we give our first fruit out of that, whatever it is. Amen? We give our first fruit out of it. And then all of 12 Bless, 12 big blessings. They're not even little blessings. They're big blessings that come on us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We give you praise today, God. Hallelujah. Now, some of us are thinking, well, I've paid my tithes in the past, and this did not happen for me. Y'all, I just like to live in the real world. So let's talk about the real stuff. Because sometimes we say, this didn't happen for me. I already did it. And I got sick. 
And I didn't see anything close to that kind of increase in my life. Let's read Malachi chapter 3 and start with verse 7. And we're going to begin to see something about how we quench the Spirit of God in our money. It says, Even from the days of your fathers, you are gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. And he's talking about, he says, there's like three really serious things that you have to keep as ordinances. You always have to come before me. Passover, Pentecost, which is the tithe, and um, the other one, tabernacles. He says, you haven't kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, where shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed you? So we're asking two questions. What, how, what am I going to return to? Well, how have I robbed you? And he says, you're cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, your first fruits." that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open to you the windows of heaven. So we see the blessing. Even when they were in sin, he was promising them the blessing. I will pour you out a blessing that there shall not even be enough room to receive it, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, and, you shall not des- and he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground. Hallelujah. Neither shall your vine cast fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts, and all nations shall call you blessed. Hallelujah, for your delightsome land, says the Lord of hosts. Now, he gives us all these promises and all these blessings. And, um, and we, we love them, we get excited about them. But I do know that many of us look and say, but I've paid my tithes and I didn't see it. And the next verse begins to open up the key of why. He says, your words have been stout against me, saith the Lord. Yet ye say, but what have I spoken? What have we spoken so much against thee? You have said it's vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? So we see that it's what I speak that quenches the spirit of God from moving in I find in these blessings, not just finances, but in all these blessings that are supposed to come upon me. It matters what we speak. He said you complain too much, basically. You said I'm I've done all that, you know, I did it all, but it's but it hadn't got me nothing. I'm still struggling today. Well, you just paid your tithes this morning. Give God a minute. Have some faith. But he said it's you said it's vain. Now, how do we say that today? That is, I pay my tithes, and I go home and say, God, you know I pay my tithes, but I don't have no, I don't have no money. God, what am I going to do about this bill? What am I going to do about that bill? God, I shouldn't even have paid my tithes because I could have at least pay this bill with those tithes. God, and we complain, and we talk about it, and we said, you know what? It was vain of me. It was, in, it was for nothing. I'm not getting anything out of this. We, when we begin to speak those words of doubt, when we begin to speak those words of complaining, when we begin to speak those words of negativity over what God's trying to bless, then I am in opposition to the Holy Spirit. And I quench Him. When I, when I go to work, 
And I said, God, God, I hate this job. This job don't even pay my bills. I don't even know why I show up. I'd probably get more money on welfare. God, why? Do, why can't you give me a better job? Why can't you give me a better one? God, I hate this job. Oh, I got to get up and go again. God, I'm so sick of getting up in the morning for this pity little amount per hour. It's not worth the effort. It's not worth the trouble. My boss is a jerk. Can't even stand to look at his stupid jerk face. And I don't, and I don't want, why? God, I'm complaining. I want, why can't you give, God, give me a better job, give me a better job, give me a better job, give me a better job. Well, you know that when you pay your tithes, God's trying to give you increase. But all you did was talk bad about what he already gave you. And the, one, the, run, the number one rule when you bring your tithes and offerings, when they came before him in Deuteronomy 26, so we read when we first started, he said, you come before me when you bring your tithes and your offering, bring your tithes and your first fruit. And then you need to remind yourself of all the good things. He said, you can't even eat after you give your first fruit. You can't even eat of this. If you have anything negative in your mouth to say, if you go around and talk and be cast down and be low, you can't even eat out of. So when we go down and we're cast down and low, God, this car gets horrible gas mileage. Why don't you give me, it's got some dents on it. I need a new car, God. I need a new car. I need a new job. I need a new house. I may need a new husband or new wife. God, I'm so sick of all this mess. So sick of all this mess, God. And then we get all up in the, in the emotions of, I'm sick of all these things. Sick of, I know y'all live there. Y'all don't have to say amen. I know you do because we all do. God, I'm so sick of, I, I, don't, I hate this job. This car that I drive to my job in, I don't like that either. I don't like my husband today. If he had a better job, I wouldn't have to go have a job. Why can't you just... Give us a whole bunch of money. God, well, how, how I've been at this meal for 20 years and I ain't got a promotion. Some, some little knucklehead came in for five years and got a promotion over me. I don't know. What, what, what was he speaking over his job? Maybe he was so thankful for his job. He showed up. He was so happy to sweep the floor, even though that wasn't his job description. He just did it because he loved it. You know, the blessing comes with what we speak. Hey. He said, I'm, he lists all the things that he's trying to give us when we pay our tithes. Uh, you're going to be blessed going in, blessed going out, going to rebuke the devourer. And he says, but you've been stout against me. You said it was vain. You said you didn't even like what I've already given you. It's vain to serve God. What did it even profit me when I was paying my tithes? Look at this mess. I don't like my job, don't like my car, don't like nothing. <laughs> so it was what they spoke. It actually didn't even matter if they kept his commandment. He listed all of the he listed all of the things, but when they spoke stoutly, when they spoke bad about him and the blessings he had already given them, he said, "No, you ain't you ain't getting none of this." I had all these blessings, but you ain't getting them. 
Because you're fighting against me. If the Holy Ghost says, I'm trying to bless you, I'm trying to give you increase in your land all the time, and I'm trying to give you a blessing over everything you already have, I'm trying to multiply everything you already have. I'm trying to make you never be sick again. I'm trying to make you never be barren again. I'm trying to make you live a long, healthy life where you fulfill all of your days. I'm trying to make you blessed going in and blessed coming out. I'm trying to make everything be blessed in your whole life. I'm trying to make you lift you up so high that everybody looks at you and says, oh my God, that is a delightsome person over there. They are rich and they're happy and they're nice and they always have something good to say. I love that person over there. I'm trying to make you that, but but the only thing coming out of your mouth is I'm so sick of all this. He says, I was going to bless you, but your words were too stout against me. You didn't go what I do what I told you to do, which is remind each other about all the blessings. Talk about the blessings all the time. They were withholding their tithes because they weren't keeping they weren't and they weren't keeping God's commandments. And they got there because they were ungrateful. And Pastor brought that revelation. I'm going to give honor to our apostle for bringing that revelation on Tuesday. Um, I'm too grateful to be unthankful. Amen? I am too grateful to be unthankful. And if I can not be unthankful, if I can just be thankful, if I can just come into agreement with what God's already saying over me, then I can have all the things. If I shut my, sometimes I just need to shut my mouth. Let God just say whatever he's going to say, keep my own mouth shut. And then I'd probably be a whole lot better off. But if I just will open up my mouth even and say what God has already said over my stuff, I'm going to be wonderful. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 16. He gives us the commandment here. He says, rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing in everything. Not some things, not everything, but because, God, you know I'm so sick of this person over here. I'm not thankful for that person, but I'll be thankful for all these things. God, you know I'm thankful for my car and I'm thankful for my kids, but I'm not thankful for this. I'm not thankful for this boss that I have, even though that boss is the reason I get a paycheck every week. But it says, in everything give thanks for this is actually the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. What is the will of God over my life? It is that I be thankful in everything. Hallelujah. Thankful in everything. And then he goes on, he tells us something about being thankful. He says, don't the next verse, don't quench the spirit. So if I'm not doing what he tells me to do, rejoice in everything pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks. I'm quenching the Holy Spirit. I'm quenching. I'm stopping his work in my life. That's the reason why the tithing didn't work for me. If everything coming out of my mouth is the opposite of rejoicing evermore and giving thanks in everything. If I'm the opposite of that, I'm quenching the Holy Spirit. He can't do what he wants to do. And then he tells us, don't despise the prophesyings in the next verse. You know, we get to a place And it's the reason we get to the place where I get angry if somebody wants to talk about giving. And the thoughts go through my mind of, God, I need somebody to give to me. You see that I need help. Why don't somebody give to me? I need you to give to me. God, if you was to give me a job that was good, I would give to you. 
If you were to give me all the blessings that you say you want to give me, then I would give to you. So we despise the prophecy of God. I actually despise what God's already given me. I treat it spitefully because God's given me a vehicle to get up and go to work in. There's, if you Google, there's like 100 jobs within like 60 miles across at Arkansas, and they're mostly entry level. And they've been, some of them have been sitting, I looked, I looked this week to see because we've been praying in jobs. And then I was like, well, I wonder if they're here or not. And I looked and they are here. They're here. But some of them un- are unfilled for three months. They've been up there since March. If you just go look, they're just unfilled. They're all still looking for people. We got to go get our jobs, y'all. Let's go get your job. That's the Holy Ghost. Go get your job if you need a job. Amen. He says, don't despise the prophecy. Don't treat what God's already given you spitefully. You can say, I don't want to work at that job because it's not enough money. I'm, I'm, I need to get more money than that to go to work. Well, don't treat what's there spitefully. Start there. Y'all know I went, um, I went to college. Took me a couple extra years to finish, but I did go to college, and um, and I went out of college and I went and got you know one of those first professional jobs that you do. Well, I wore a suit and tie every day, and um, and then I heard the Holy Spirit tell me to move back to Cross It, and so we moved back to Cross It, and I didn't have a job. I tried to keep doing that work that didn't work out. I didn't have a job at all, and so I took my college diploma, and I went up to the Walmart and became a cashier because Walmart had a job. Nobody else had a job. Walmart had a job. So you can't say that you just got to make more money than because what was Walmart paying? $7 an hour back then? six seventy-five, Whatever it was, it was not much. We had a baby on the way and one already here. You know, we had Gracie was two and Three, Adelaide was on the way. I was working at the Walmart as a cashier. I was a very friendly cashier. I was. And I, and I, got, a, and I got a breakthrough over that. And, and I remember after, after a few weeks, and I was so down. I was like, God, you know, I'm, and I despised the job. I knew that I had to have the job, and I was somewhat thankful for it. But I was like, God, I didn't go to college to work at the Walmart. I just, I just didn't do it. That's not the reason. That was not the vision in my head. And God said, but this is the job I gave you. So what are you going to do with it? And I said, and my whole attitude changed. And I quit coming home and complaining about being on my feet all day long, my feet hurting. And I quit coming home and complaining about how I didn't make nothing, how they, my hours were all messed up. And not, they always wanted me to work on Sunday. I had to remind them every single week. And I said, no, I'm not going to work on Sunday when you sign me up. But then sometimes they made me work on Sunday anyway. Had to deal with all the stuff. Quit complaining about it. And it was, I bet I worked there for maybe four months. And God began to open up doors to another job that was a little bit better. It was, it was the worst boss I've ever had in my whole life. But um, it was a little bit better. And then through that job, though, God opened up another. And the guy, and I, I don't even know if I've ever told Michelle this, but um, the guy who hired me for that next job after Walmart said, he said, you know, I'm looking at a few people, but it tells me something about you that you would go get a job at Walmart instead of sitting at home and collecting unemployment so that you can take care of your family. So that was the reason I got the job. And then that job opened up another door. 
and that job opened up another door. And so when we're thankful for the what we have, we get... Because, y'all know, I became so thankful. I actually never wanted to leave Walmart. That was, you know, when I, when I got my haughtiness and pride out of whatever out of my, out of my face. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. I, I was like, I'm fixed to be a, a department manager. I'm applying for the department manager job. I was interviewing for a department manager job when the other job called me. Because um, I was like, this is it. I'm going, Walmart's a fantastic place to work. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I was rejoicing evermore and in everything giving thanks. Y'all know, and in, in that, in that, working at Walmart, God gave us the ability to buy a home with our three and one on the way size family. We bought a home. So we're not limited. We are not limited by anything. We're only limited by our ungratefulness. He says, don't despise the prophesyings. So if we get angry when, over our situations, we get angry over what we're being told, we're despising. We get angry over what God's already given us, and we treat it despitefully. We're despising the prophesyings. And he says, hold fast to that which is good. And then here's the blessing that comes from the thankfulness. And the very God of peace will sanctify you holy. What does that mean? That means that when I'm sanctified holy, I have been moved into a place where I, all the blessings of God are open to me. I'm sanctified holy. There's nothing in me that keeps me from obtaining what God asks for me. Sanctified holy. And then he says, I pray God. Your whole spirit and soul and body would be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you, who also will do it. So when God's promises come, we begin to look at them. We say, I pay my tithes. I didn't get the promise. Here's the the thing. If I'm thankful, God says he's going to, the Bible says God's going to be faithful to you and he will do it. Amen. When I'm thankful. So the keys are, I do what God says. I enter into the blessing. I enter into the blessing of Pentecost. I enter into the blessing of the tithe by obeying God. And then I'm thankful over everything. Everything. Hallelujah, Jesus. I am thankful over everything. I was telling Elder Barbara this week, and I hit her a little too close to home, I think, but I said I'm I said, I've always, I tell, I say about my dog every day, I hate this dog. And, um, and I begin to tell my dog, I'm thankful for you. I'm so thankful for you. You're such a good dog for my children. And she's, and she's gradually being redeemed um, by my thankfulness. She tests me, tests me sometimes, but she's gradually, little by little, being redeemed by the thankfulness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. The commanded blessings of God come one way, and that is through obedience to the ordin- the things that he established, the ordinances and the ways that he established. That is through tithe. How many of y'all want those 12 blessings? There, I know there's some that spoke out to you. The one that's really in me is, I'm guaranteed to never backslide. Guaranteed, I will never backslide as long as I pay my tithes. Hallelujah. I can't go back into sin if I pay my tithes. I can't not be blessed. 
I can't not have increase. I can't as long as I'm paying my tithes and I'm bringing God my first fruit and I'm thankful over everything that God gives me. I'm so thankful because when I'm thankful, I cherish it. And when I cherish it, yes, I'm going to grab that. I'm going to be so thankful that God gave me this little paycheck. It may not be enough money that I I really think it should be, but I'm going to cherish it so much. I'm so excited to bring my 10% up to God and present it to God. They would wave and wave it before God. We're going to take up an offering here in just a minute. They would even wave it before God as they brought it to him. They'd wave their first fruit. Didn't matter how big, how small, how sad looking their first fruit was. It was, it was their first fruit. They'd grab it. They'd grab the first that came. They'd come and they would wave it before God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you have a tithe or you have a first fruit of any sort, maybe you, don't, maybe you ate up your tithe, but you have a little something, that's going to be our first fruit today. Amen. That's prophetically it's going to be our first fruit. We get something and let's just begin to wave it before God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. For more information and to stay connected with us, find us on Facebook or the web at freedomministriescrossit.com.